I'm Allison Steele, the Nightbird, with a Woodstock Minute. Two people realized that most groups appearing at the Woodstock Festival did not make it into the Woodstock movie. Artists such as Leslie Weston Mountain, Creedence Clearwater Revival, and the Jefferson Airplane. But the most glaring error was the omission of Larry Fine of the Three Stooges, whose backstage contributions were the backbone of the festival. Oh boy, this is beautiful. It's beautiful. Hey, who is that ugly broad? Janet Joplin? I wouldn't f*** her with chimps. Yes, Larry Fine was feeling no pain. Hey, Mo, I'm getting dizzy. What's hashish? It wasn't long before the crowd was won over by Larry as he led them in the infamous rain chant. Hey, come on, you ass thing. It's raining out. We gotta make it stop raining. Larry got to know stars like Jimi Hendrix. Hey, Jimmy, is it my imagination, or has Santana's drummer been taking a solo for a day and a half? <laughs> hey, man, Larry, you are so cool. Thanks, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, who's the darkie with the needle in his arm? That's my good friend. We experiment with drugs together. Larry was asked to make several stage announcements, which wasn't so easy because he was drunk. Oh, please don't eat the brown asses. I'm warning you. Please get off those towers. I had long hair before any of you jerk-offs. Get on off those towers, you hard-ons. Don't eat the brown asses. I'm warning you. And somebody find me a whore. Larry advised many of the up-and-coming stars, like Country Joe and the Fish. Hey, Mr. Fine. Excuse me, you got a minute? Hey, Country, how you doing? Hey, what are you and the fishes gonna do when you get out on stage? Oh, man. I don't know what to do. I got no ideas. I got it. Why don't you go out there and spell f Hey, man. Great idea. Now get out there before I take an axe handle to your colon. Country Joe was truly inspired. Give me an F. Go for it, country. Give me a U. Hey, don't forget the K at the end. Larry doubted his usefulness at Woodstock, but he soon realized he was an integral part of the festival. In one of Larry's last recorded interviews, he spoke in great detail about the three days of peace and love. What do you remember about Woodstock? Well, I felt out of place until I saw Shana Na. Did you do drugs? I said to Mo, let's trip. We have nothing to lose. I tie-dyed my hair. Was there alcohol abuse? Oh, yes. I started drinking when I heard Crosby, Stills and Nash. <laughs> to this day, if you listen to Crosby, Stills and Nash, you could hear faintly in the background a drunken Larry Fine singing along with the group. Getting to the point where I'm no fun anymore. <laughs> Larry Fine, not just one of the Three Stooges, but an integral part of the Woodstock Festival. Mo gave Jimmy the lighter fluid idea for lighting the guitar. So you take credit for that? Yeah, I said let the Schwarzer light himself on fire and his stupid guitar. Are you bitter about Woodstock? Bitter? Hell yeah! Those fakakta schnooks at Warner Brothers stiffed me on the movie deal for Woodstock. Larry Fine, the forgotten stooge. I'm Allison Steele with another Woodstock Minute. There it is. Another Woodstock Minute. <laughs>
Good. So uh, what, you know, me and you have been involved for quite some time with the uh, Townsend Regional School District. We have. Uh, both former board members. Uh, you know, we've had our ups and downs as friends and uh, mm -hmm. colleagues. And uh, go ahead. Everything goes here at uh, Team Leonard USA headquarters. So uh, let's talk about uh, what's going on recently over the last couple of months. What do you think? I mean, from your perspective as a former president of the uh, board, um, looking down on, uh, you know, from above, from, a, you know, a sky, sky view, what, what do you think is go, you know, going on with the district? My biggest issue with the school board has been the lack of a, a full-time full-time superintendent. I think that with all the other issues that have been going on, having a full-time superintendent that knew he was going to be here for three, five years, had the job, I think would have definitely helped stem a lot of the tide. It would have it, it would have been able to give a lot more peace to the uh, to, to this district and the fact that the school board neglected their number one responsibility. It's school board 101. When you go to your school board training, when you first get elected, your number one and only job is to hire a superintendent. And, and they have failed in that. And so from my perspective, a lot of the issues could have been avoided and or made better with a full-time superintendent. So the former superintendent, Dave Healy, who, yes. uh, again, you and I have had relationships with, you've uh, both very professional and sometimes we didn't agree with them. Absolutely. Um, some people, well, most like most people, I think in general, do not like their boss, right? No matter who it is. No matter what it is. Uh, so I, you know, coming from the military and my background, I see Dave as a strong, uh, strong leader from the top down. And, you know, sometimes uh, being, you know, assertive and very, you know, stern, you know, it's not really appreciated by, mm -hmm. you know, by the rank and file. But if you look at the results uh, of everything accomplished under the Healy administration and the boards, the boards that were with him during that time, I think we've uh, done quite, you know, quite a good job, uh, you know, from from coming off the Rotaco nonsense right up until the referendum being passed. I mean, there's a lot of good things that happened, but obviously nobody cares about the good things when you're uh, an elected official. They like to focus on the bad stuff. So no, it uh, is. tell, tell um, me what you think about, uh, you know, how, how far we've come since Healy was hired and where we are now. Well, I, I kind of think we went backwards since Dave has left. I'll be honest with you. Say what you want about Dave Healy. Dave was good and he had his good and, and bads. And I've told him this when I was the president, I spent a lot of time with Dave. That job is a thankless job. You get paid a lot of money. You do and people want to throw the money at it all the time, but Dave, in his time, I think, did, did, a, did a very good job. His one main problem is, and I've told him this to his face, and if he was sitting right here next to me, I would tell him the same thing, that his bedside manner sucked. And you, you, you kind of pick and choose your battles. He, he, he wasn't a very soft individual, especially when it came to the folks that worked for the district and maybe getting his, getting his point across, even to some of the parents that would come up to the microphone. He could be abrasive at times, but... Yeah. You can't argue with what he did and how he did it, especially coming from the Rotaco administration. He took over a district that needed that needed a strong hand, and 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 he I think he did he he did a good job. But again, he's not revered maybe the way that he should be. And again, a lot of that is just it's he wasn't very he wasn't a very touchy feely type of guy, you know, meaning that he wasn't gonna gonna pander. He just was as blunt as you could be. So. I'll, I'll give you my example. You know, before I was elected to the board, I was very popular for several reasons. I was fighting mm -hmm. the system. I was fighting Dave. I was fighting the board. I was, you know, caring about a lot of things that people cared about. And I really believed and agreed with a lot of things that I was doing. But I think every board member would agree once or even a, even a council member, you would agree that once you get into that position of authority, you're no longer making decisions that are emotional. You're mm -hmm. making decisions that affect thousands of people. 
And you can't just, uh, you know, put your tail between your legs or, or just run away, take your ball and go home. You actually have to make decisions that are unpopular. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very, I think that's very, uh, you know, something that the, the community doesn't really think about. Everybody wants immediate gratification. And mm-hmm. if they don't get it immediately, you're the enemy. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where we're at now. Uh, I kind of feel for the board dealing with a lot of things that they're dealing with. A lot of things, they're very national issues. We're talking about critical race theory. Mm -hmm. We're talking about transsexual uh, education, Um, things that are hot, hot button issues. But um, what advice would you give the board now? Uh, You know, we have a new, uh, new president, Jen Howe, and we have a new vice president of the board, Alex Mazanko, Um, you know, two very capable people. And they're coming into, quite frankly, a shit storm. So, so what, I, what advice as, as the former uh, as a former president of the Board of Education, what advice would you give them going forward? One thing, and I, and I will tell Jen this in, in private, and, but I, I actually reached out to Jen a little while ago to congratulate her and, and obviously let her know if there's anything that I could do as a former board member, former board president to help. I'd be more than happy to help her out. But the, the advice I'd give the board is listen to listen to the the. the the parents, the, the taxpayers, the, the people of Tom's River. Listen to what they're trying to say. A lot of board members don't understand this, is that you're there to you're there to govern. You're not there to set policy. You're not there to throw the hammer down. You are there to govern to make sure that the administration is doing their job. Listen to the parents. Doesn't you don't have to have to agree with everything that everybody says. You don't have to agree with their points of view, but just listen to what everybody's trying to say and then understand that these are the people that put them there. These are the people that you speak for. Listen to what they have to say and then make your decisions based off of how you digest that and what you feel is the best decision you can make for the Toms River School District and its students. Because to dismiss everybody as, oh, that person's crazy, you, 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 can't, you can't do that. You got to really understand where people are trying to understand where people are coming from. And, and that's the, the advice that I would give them is you don't know everything. And just really take everything one, you know, one day at a time, one, one comment at a time and, and make your decisions based off of that. Sometimes I feel that they're getting treated unfairly. You know, the the public doesn't have all the information. We learn a lot. We learn a lot in executive session that we're not allowed to talk about Mm -hmm. personnel details, legal details, uh, things like that. The board shoots itself in the foot a lot of times too, because they do not represent a position of strength to to the, the the district. I mean, look, when, when you and I were there, we argued plenty back in executive session, but we never took that out and we never argued in front of, I've never had board members and this is where my problem is, is that you get your, you, I never had board members questioning what they're voting on at the meeting. Like yeah. you're, they're just, they're unprepared and and they're presenting a, 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 a an appearance to the public that a they're not prepared b they don't know what they're talking about and c that they don't know what they're doing and they're shooting themselves in the foot so you have plenty of time to be prepared as a board member prior to getting that meeting they're just not in my opinion i think the public is picking up on that and and there's not a lot of trust out there and 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 they they can they can do a lot to fix their image by just being as prepared. as a military guy you know the background when communication fails the mission fails when people, when there's adversity that can't be overcome behind the scenes, you're forming teams when it's supposed to be one unified team. Now, let me tell 100%. you, when we passed the referendum in 2019, January 2019, I lost a lot of support because, you know, what does that mean? Tax dollars going up. And mm-hmm. when we're talking about tax, tax dollars going up in, in 2019, 2018, 2019, we're talking about pennies. Okay. We're talking about nickels. So 
But again, people get on there, they get on the social media and they attack. And it's, it's a just, good tagline. You're raising taxes. It, it is. But time. when you fight, when you fight it back, you, you really take an, an, an incoming. But I will say that the night that we passed the referendum as a board, okay, we had five, uh, four Republicans, four Democrats, and myself, I, I was an independent at the time. So we had a very diverse, okay, very diverse board politically and you know, socially and personally, because we come from all over the world, nine people, nine different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. We managed to get together and we came up with a common mission to put out, put out 18 to 24 different meetings to talk about the referendum with the public. And we did that. And, and mm -hmm. Healy and his team and the administrative team and Bill Doring, they knocked it out of the park. And we were able to pass that referendum that addressed 30 years of neglect to the district. So I get it. I get the, the politics of it. But you mm -hmm. have to put that to the side because when you become a nine-person team and you just forget about the other stuff, you can accomplish anything as a difference. Well, that's the problem, district. though. There's not nine people working together in tandem. There are politics abound on that board, and no one seems to want to understand that. And yeah. say what you want about me and you. Say what you want about the things we did. I do not, and I can say this about you, and I can say it about me. Um, neither one of us let politics dictate how we voted on things we just we didn't and you know to our own detriment it's probably one of the reasons it, why we are sitting here talking to each other when you when you fight <laughs> when you fight the democrat party when you fight the republican party you take them on you're not mm -hmm. getting reelected. trust me no you're not and, and, you uh, and it's sad yeah. right so here we are talking to rob on if you're former president of the uh, times of regional schools board of education we got a lot to talk about we're going to get to that uh probably next week we're going to we're going to really have a really uh, in-depth podcast going back 10 years maybe 30 years in discussion but we're going to talk about how we got to this point and i understand some of you uh, in the community are mad at the board of education right now over all the things that we've discussed but understand that they're following protocol, they're following chain of command, they're following the things that they need to do. So this district does not get a monitor in here or a force superintendent and they fire everybody and replace them with people that we're, you know, we're not gonna really like. So think about that, check your approach. Okay, sometimes it's all an approach. I think that there's some people out there, Rob, that, yeah. are, that, are, that are not doing the chain of command thing or not going to their building super uh, supervisor, the, 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 the principals, because they're waiting to come up and get their gotcha moment. They're looking to be spotlight rangers, as we say in the military, to get mm -hmm. their two minutes of fame. And you know what? I'm tired of it, and I think you're tired of it. And Absolutely. I think as soon as we get done with this next podcast, I think that people are really going to start understanding what's going on. Well, maybe Rob we Bonifredi, the... thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Have a good night. Thanks. Take it easy. This week, the first advanced reviews of the new Star Wars movie came out. Really excited about it is Jimmy Fallon. How are you? Thanks, Fallon. In, in two weeks, uh, the big movie comes out, and I'm totally psyched to see it, man. Uh, the buildup is huge. I mean, there's people camped out for weeks just to get tickets, you know? Every morning there's a line around my corner Cause I live next to the Cineplex Scalpers wanted like 200 for Ticket didn't have it, so I wrote them a check. I just can't believe it. George Lucas is a genius. Star Wars is back again. First I'm gonna see it, and then I'm gonna see it again. Every morning. Shut the door, baby. The movie just started. Every morning. Something like that. And Sam, Sam Jackson's in it, too. And he's gonna... Uh, 
He's cool, man. He's cool. He's gonna play this guy uh, called Mace Windu. Kids, do you like sci-fi action with Sam Jackson? Gonna blow up like Titanic with Bill Paxton? Cool brother with a bald head and goatee? Isn't he the first black guy to be in Star Wars since Billy D? Uh -huh. Hi, my name is, huh? My name is, who? My name is Chicka Chicka Mace Windu. 